0: Hey gals guys and otherwise, I'm Jonathan L. Roseline. Hey, gals, guys gal, guy got other guys. Cal's <laughs> guys and other guys.
1: <laughs> Anyone that I left out for the first guys.
0: <laughs> Give me some feedback here. Uh I, I, I just i j I'm just not believing it. You just need to really okay, you just okay, need to sell okay, it. Okay, I'm not here, 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 Yeah.
1: Here. Milk the drama a little bit. Okay, milk the drama. Okay. Hey, girls, guys, and otherwise, it's Jonathan Lion. Okay, that's not enough. We need more. <laughs> Wait, okay, I want that. Okay, okay. I want okay, you're at okay.
0: li- you're at about a four there. I want you yep. at a fifteen. <laughs> okay, 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 okay.
1: Hey, girls, guys,
0: and otherwise, it's Jonathan Lion. All right, all right. Find the the perfect <laughs> middle ground between those two, okay. and and we're good to go.
1: Okay, here I'm going to try something a little avant garde here okay uh, and if i slip into some kind of accent yeah or let's just riff it's
0: it, it's just jazz here yeah, 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 let's just yeah, riff yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, see yeah, what yeah, happens yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah no judgment here we go hey guys guys and otherwise this is jonathan o rose and i'm
0: noah also known as polyphonic and you're listening to horns and wings the podcast where i, I swear we do talk about saga sometimes <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's
1: what we're doing yeah no
0: that's, that's not exclusively what, we're, we're, what we do no we're not talking about saga though uh
1: this is my favorite issue of saga <laughs>
0: yeah yeah actually though this this one i am i am really excited to and i think we're taking a step away from saga for a worthy a worthy reason this time rather than just mm-hmm. us dicking around
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah no we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh and. in an, an anthology. Oh boy, that's going to be fun throughout the entire episode. <laughs> We're going to be talking about an anthology uh, created by creators of color, and it was uh, put out by Beyond Press and edited by Tanika Stotz, And it is called Elements Fire, and that's what we are talking about today. The music.
0: Yeah, so I think I want to just kind of talk a little bit about why, first of all, why we think it's important to highlight voices of color. Because, I mean, one yes. thing, too, is an important thing to remember is half of Saga is created by a creator of color. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Brian uh But <laughs> Nope, nope. Try again. <laughs>
1: no? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Photographics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Image comics. But yeah, there's there's been obviously, uh, if if you've been paying attention, um, mm-hmm. you might have noticed that there's some stuff going on in the world, and uh, right now there's a lot of uh, people of color, and I'm I'm gonna also just say BIPOC, uh, which is Black Indigenous and People of Color. If you're not aware mm-hmm. of that acronym, um, there's a lot of BIPOC people right now standing up and uh, fighting for justice and. It's still happening, even though it's not trending anymore. Um, and a part of what we can do, uh, as John and I are not people of color, um, but we want to use our platforms to help amplify these voices and and share these stories. And so that's why we're we're taking a little detour away from saga. Um, but I think if you guys like saga. You're gonna really like a lot of this stuff. There's some
1: really, really cool stuff oh, yeah. in this anthology. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool world building, uh, and and getting that sort of saga efficiency of world building we see a lot through this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that was that was something that was uh, really uh, important to us with this one is giving a platform to contemporary working. Uh, exclusively comics or largely exclusively comics creators uh because yeah there's there's so many so many amazing creators out there right now uh and and this is this is this is like a nice scatter shot just like if you like any one of these shorts which by the way uh we're we're not gonna get into every single short we're just gonna highlight i'm gonna definitely recommend a lot of them as like the ones i i i that really stuck out to me uh and we're gonna get a little more in depth on a few of them uh but we this is a whole 200 plus page anthology it's only like what 12 bucks or something yeah yeah. if you do the digital download through uh beyond press a site or Comicsology or wherever you get it uh if you can get it from your local shop please do that uh but yeah and
0: if you and if you want to do that we'll have
1: the uh the links will be in the doobly-doo and around for you yep 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 uh and yeah no i'm 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 jazzed to talk about Wait, there's so many good ones there's so many good ones
0: yeah yeah so, so first off, before we go into the specifics, do we want to talk broadly about what this anthology is?
1: Yes. Because yeah. I think it's a
0: pretty cool, it's a really cool concept.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's sort of just like, you know, like I said, it's called Elements Fire. Uh, and it's, it's a bunch of short stories that are based very broadly around just the premise of fire.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're all, they're all uh, sci-fi and fantasy um, and, and and I think the other thing too that's important to note with the anthology mm-hmm. that's really cool is visually they all share the same color palette which is black and white with red highlights but it's super cool to see throughout the redness is used in very different ways comic yes. to comic and uh and it's it really it, it it even that aspect displays how versatile you can be with a very minimal color palette which obviously is kind of very different than what we see in saga where we see a broad color palette that's all over the place um it's it's really cool though to see the different way that these creators took these kind of restrictions and turned them into a strength of the story
1: yeah this is this is i think that uh... Uh, uh one of the best things for, for comics, uh, at least for me personally, when, when making them is just having just, even if they're arbitrary, some kind of, uh, guideline or some kind of restriction on it, uh, which that's, that's something that for any aspiring comic creators out there, uh, like something that has helped me out so much, uh, especially with shorts and stuff like that is focusing on like let's say, what's the one thing you love the most about an artist you want to work with uh, or that you're planning to work with, and then just just write something entirely like dictated by that strength. With Neon Noir, it was like, oh, I like Michael's uh, bright neon colors and uh, he has a very realistic style, uh, so something gritty. So literally, Neon Noir neon know, noir. the amount of effort that was put into that. Uh, and yeah, just stuff like that. Or even like, you know, page count. Uh, I've done comics that are dictated yeah. by that. Like something that'll fit into a tweet.
0: That's actually something very similar to this too is, I mean, there's not a strict page count on it. Clearly mm-hmm. different stories are different pages, but mm-hmm. they're all shorts. And yeah. again, another, another restriction that creates some like, really powerful storytelling especially because like so much of these in like four pages Mm -hmm. build this giant world where you can like see this whole mythos behind it and you just Mm -hmm. like you're like no i want i want more i want to see more about this world
1: dude there are so many of these that i just like literally at least half of these, I just want to be continuing series. Like this yeah, is, absolutely. This is, this is so good for just like pitching. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that's, and again, that's one of the few things I could speak with, uh, speak about with, uh, with authority is creating comic shorts and how difficult that is to structure and get people uh, sort of immersed and, and, uh uh, just caring about what you're doing at all and making that. I feel like the hardest thing is just making it satisfying. Like having that uh, something close to a beginning, middle, and end uh, with a certain amount of pages. And it is the most economic storytelling you can do. And I, I do think that, you know, there's there's uh some shorts in this that really swing for the fences and don't quite hit the mark in terms of like like i I feel like a lot of it was just like i was just kind of bummed out when it ended because it was like i want more pages of this yeah uh but it's it's super interesting to see different people's takes on that uh noah yeah do we what, what what do we start with here Maybe we could start with each of our favorites. Is that a good place to start? Uh, you, I feel like you know what, I wanna I wanna end on our favorites. End let's, on the favorites? Go, okay. Let's go out on, on a bang. So I think I think
0: maybe I wanna start on there's a couple actually then that I thought was really interesting to talk about that were that all had a similar kind of like thematic um similar themes going mm-hmm. through. Similar thematic themes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Those are my favorite themes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really like I like my themes to be thematic. <laughs> Um, but I thought, uh, there was a couple of them, actually one of them, the, the very first, uh, the very first of the anthology, uh, which is called From Ashes We Heal by Ko Chen. Mm -hmm. It kind of sets up this theme that recurs in a lot of them, which is this idea of kind of like, uh, and I think it's really interesting, especially for people who read saga a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. the, this theory of these kind of like peaceful resolutions to conflicts or conflict avoidance or yeah. coming to reconciliations some others i liked for that i really liked uh pulse pulse was probably my favorite of these the- with this theme
1: that is that is one that i want to actually get into like i think that is just yeah that is uh such good storytelling in such a, a limited amount of time
0: yeah yeah, and then I I think I think I think maybe maybe we can talk a little bit about the other ones on, of this theme, and then get into pulse in more yeah. depth. Um, I liked uh, Diaz for Dunkin' and Donuts. Yes, which is just like s- a stupid, fun, over the top. Like, can
1: you give me like a, a an elevator pitch for what this what this short is? Because I love it.
0: It's like, le- like an argument over breakfast turns into a giant showdown that is midway between like WWE wrestling mm-hmm. and an anime showdown <laughs> and ends with the two parties teaming up and being friends in, is that a good it, it all takes place on a
1: on wrestling satellite
0: <laughs> yes yes forgot about that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no it is it is that one is is just so fun so good
0: and it's, it's super, it's such a like lighthearted, fun story with some amazing character design too, with mm. the, the character, uh, one of the wrestlers is defeated or it like looks to be defeated and then comes back in his bigger form, oh, like, super like anime. Frieza or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one's so good. Yeah. And, and that very much the, the theme of just kind of like getting along, um, and then Muros also. Uh, oh, and who who is? I wish I wish Comicsology was better at flip, flipping flipping oh, through this stuff. Yeah. I want to shout out who's the artist? Uh, who who did Diaz for Dunkin' Donuts? And I should have wrote this stuff down. Uh, oh, it's um, it's
1: uh. Oh well, here's here's me uh getting a name perfectly. Oren Mila or Oren Mia Williams did cool. Diaz for Dunkin' and Donuts.
0: Yeah. So so shout out. So uh, shout good. out to that because just super fun story. And then, and then also on the similar themes, uh, Muros by Genue Revuelta and uh, Melanie Ujimori, which is really cool, where it's kind of just it, it, it's this uh kind of little like snippet of this world this one i really really liked too where it's this th- this person who, where it seems like some kind of apocalypse has happened to mankind or mm-hmm. some kind of catastrophe um and it just deals with this kind of contact between this person and this other race of really cool character designed kind of like robot beings yeah. um and just kind of this moment of first contact in a very accepting way but also like exploring the fear and the terror of not knowing what's going to happen when you're going to meet someone new when you're going to you're going to bring you're going to bring your humankind down onto this new planet i really love the splash page in this uh where the character says i'm terrified and there's kind of all these questions of what would happen and it's a very abstract page with the character kind of in this void with red and gray dancing around them.
1: Mhm. I always love that's one thing that I I always appreciate in uh in a in a short is if they because I feel like one of the first things to go is the splash page if you're trying to tell a story as sort of compact as possible. Yeah. But I I really appreciate when I see a splash page in a short. Uh which if you'll notice all of my shorts always have multiple (laughs) splash pages uh irresponsibly so but i I just love them so much i've read too much yeah uh but yeah no there are some really good splash page or there's there's one short uh which boy am i not going to try to find it you'll notice it when you read the book uh because yeah this this navigation is awful through here uh but there's one short that's just a double page spread that's just yeah and it's so cool uh, yeah, no, this is, I, I love, it, yeah. if nothing else, like, this book is such a treasure trove of, like, just finding new creators. It's like finding a rad playlist on Spotify where it's like, oh, there's all these new artists that I like now, all this new music I've discovered, where it's just so many cool creators. There's so many
0: yeah and and there's so many cool like there's cool storytelling, and the visuals are also incredible. Mm-hmm. That's I really like muros for that one. Mm-hmm. uh and 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 then also, I think kind of on this theme of um peace and acceptance and uh kind of like bridging misunderstandings between different peoples, mm-hmm. whether it's individual or societal um and i think that, that that brings us to pulse which is i yeah. think the first one we want to talk about in a bit of depth cuz we both really loved this one right yes
1: yeah i this is this is the first i feel like this is the first one that i like just straight up fell in love with reading through this book
0: uh by by the way the the double page uh splash one is Caldera by Gemma J- Gemma Saloom and Tanika Stotz. Yes. I'm sure I pronounced both uh, of those Tanika very Stotz, wrong. who
1: who edited this whole put this whole thing together too. Oh, cool. Uh cool. Yeah, she's she's awesome.
0: But yeah, do you want to Yes. Wh- what's what's Pulse about, John?
1: So, Pulse is uh we start out in a spaceship and uh which now I'm just realizing this cool little sort of cloud-like essence around the character here which we can try to figure out in a bit but we see uh clearly a very futuristic sort of uh space-esque vessel uh that uh is flying into a break in a storm and we see the it's it's, it has one person as the is piloting this thing and we see her caption box that says i've been waiting years for this moment uh, can you hear me? Am I getting through? And we see that it's uh, that the the clouds are breaking in the storm, and we find out that she's going into the storm and is notifying whatever's in the storm that she's a human researcher from the planet Earth, and she's come to set up a local translator, uh, so whatever the uh, so they'll be able to communicate to each other. And uh, now there won't be any barriers in future communications between our people. And then she says, "Deploying translator." And then she hears a voice in that, uh, which the the use of red in here is so gorgeous. Yeah, so this cool. I love this. Yeah. But then she hears a no in a in a this red balloon, all lowercase letters, very alien and bubbly, and she she's confused uh, because the 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 entity is saying, uh, we have no wish to communicate further. And your device is not wanted, your presence is not is unnecessary, uh, but she says it is. This will allow a mutually beneficial exchange of knowledge and ideas and uh, further way for us to collect data for further study. And, and interrupt interrupts her saying, no, we do not wish to be studied. Uh, and she's saying, you know, this affects multiple colonial forms, which I'm guessing. So this is like a cloud like entity. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a cloud intelligence of some variety, which, again, I'm loving sort of the throwing us into the middle of it and not giving us any uh, any exposition beyond her mental state going into it. So, it yeah. really, it binds us to like what's happening rather than what led up to what's happening.
0: It's very much there's there's a good storytelling tip um, that I've read a lot, which is start your story as late as you possibly can. Yeah, Yeah. And this is I think that's especially true with short shorts. And this is this is dropping you in. You could not drop in any later in this story. Like this is dropping in at the crux moment of the story, Yeah,
1: which is why my new short is just end credits. And I think it's my masterpiece. I love it. I love it. Uh, But yeah, no. So she she says, you know, I've been, this means everything to me. Uh, It's everything I've ever wanted. And then the, I'm just going to read this because it's fantastic. The entity says, earnest human, what use does translation serve without the capacity to listen? There is much that defies translation. You make your demands without even knowing our name. If you respect us, you will respect this. And then she hears over the intercom that the, the storm's picking up again and she needs to deploy the uh, translator and get out of there. Uh, and then at the last second, she decides not to deploy it and, and she leaves the storm. And then uh, the, the entity thanks her and says, we will remember you uh, when we are ready. We will call you in our own voice. And then she, at the last second she said, wait, could you tell me your name in your own voice? And the entity says, our name. And then we get the last big splash page where it's just like a, a pulsing sound waves coming out of the entity with big bomb, bomb, bombs. And that's the, the titular pulse is the name of the yeah. entity. And so in eight pages, we essentially just got Arrival. Like, all of Arrival. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is so well done. Arrival is
0: very much what my mind went to reading Mm -hmm. this, but I think it's really interesting, too, because it's interesting because Arrival is very much about a species trying to reach out Mm -hmm. and trying to communicate, whereas this is about... Th- this isn't yet the time to communicate this, yeah, and and I think I think that's really powerful too. Um, I know, especially in my experience, uh, especially with and and I don't think this is I the only reading of this story, obviously, but mm-hmm. with everything going on right now, I think a lot of the time, as somebody in a position of power and privilege, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I'm trying to like, I'm I uh, we we can be try to try to force things out of people and try to be forceful with our communication. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that it's important to meet people on their terms and be willing, be willing to approach people and ask, but if they say they don't want to talk about this stuff, yeah, just wait until they do. And maybe they won't. But, but I think that that's, it's, it's something, this story really resonated with me on an individual level as someone who's, I feel like I'm trying, always trying to kind of like learn about other people's experiences mm-hmm. and, uh, and sometimes you just need to sit back and let people do things in their own time in their own way. Yeah. Or just accept
1: if they don't want to, I feel like a lot of, especially yes. right now yeah. there's this sort of expectation for people to speak on their uh, traumatic experiences which is I feel like in so many cases so incredibly inconsiderate (laughs) and uh and yeah this is which again I think that uh, I'm sure there's a uh except for maybe D is for Dunkin and Donuts because I love that one was just so fun but with everything else that really resonated with me in this it's uh I love shorts that have this sort of it's it's based mostly around just this sort of moral epiphany or it's just like, yeah. like it, it just yeah. it really resonates with you. Which you know, it's pulse. Of course, it resonates. Which oh, by the way, this is uh, Dershing Helmer is the creator of this. I don't think we mentioned. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I love this art style. I would love like just a whole animated feature in this art style for sure. Too. Yeah, like it's gorgeous.
0: I think I think this has some of my favorite use of the color palette. Also, yeah. even in the speech bubbles, how. Like you said, the pulses, speech bubbles are red. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the intercoms are gray, which is really cool too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of separates them from our protagonist. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it really, yeah, this is, this is just such a masterful tiny piece of storytelling. So, so way to go, uh, Dershing Helmer. Yeah. Like,
1: I I love this. Yeah. Also just one of my favorite things ever. And I, it, my brain it never like, processes how this is done but just like even looking at look at her hands in that first panel of the of the short and it is just like so non non anatomically correct <laughs> like it's so sort of squiggly and fluid uh but like it's just it is so believable and every emotion hits perfectly and it's so like exaggerated in such a fun way that gives it such a movement that yeah it is it is there's so much talent here and and I, I discovered that uh,
0: Dershing Helmer actually has a webcomic called The Meek. Ooh. So if you like that and want to check more out, you can go to yes. meekcomic.com. I will definitely be checking yes. that out because
1: I, I loved this story. Yeah. Uh, so it, to talk about what's what's a good one, there's there's a lot of really good sort of uh, creating mythology that I yeah. that I love like again to do that in a short is so impressive
0: Yeah, so much world building
1: yeah 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 yeah. it's
0: it's insane I I really liked for that one uh, a couple a couple after pulse I'm kind of just kind of going through and seeing which ones st- stuck out most but I mm-hmm. loved Preda um by Chloe Chan and Nina Matsumoto mm-hmm. uh do, what what page is that that is page page 93, 93. And it's this uh, kind of like cyberpunk story about oh, um, yeah. how awful late capitalism is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it it tells, it tells some it tells kind of the story of someone who works in a factory making like biochip I- implants. Um, and yearns after an a, a implant that is being advertised a lot called Phoenix um, which presumably makes you kind of like strong and powerful and beautiful mm-hmm. um, but then also just explains kind of like explores I don't know capitalist alienation and the, the pressures of um, th- this is this was very real to me she kind of has a sit-down conversation with her boss, where uh, the boss says that uh, it is um, it is against the facility's nature to um, force employees to upgrade themselves with these implants against their will. That being said, I've tried very bu- my very best to let you keep your job, but you have to meet us in the middle, and and that that would just like hit me, because I'm like, this is 100% the direction we are going. This is, like, it's very much the, well, we can't force you to do something, but we can let you go for some constructed reason if you don't do it. Like, that mentality exists very much with us now, and it, it adds a whole other level of moral complication when you're, like, looking at, like, biochip upgrades and implants and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah uh yeah no and i i love the the art is super super good on that one yeah which which to also bring up another short that is uh very similar uh the uh the update yes yeah by christina steen stewart who uh fun fact i know steens uh, she's one of the coolest people a so st louis native uh and runs the fantastic uh comics university every year through the the local library uh so if you ever want to meet me in person for some reason I'm, I, I frequent those those are obviously those aren't happening this summer but uh but yeah no she is incredibly cool uh and honestly i could see us having her on this podcast at some point to talk about because she does i would i would love she's to. doing uh heart of the city a, a comic strip now that is fantastic but yeah no she did one called the update which is which is very much in that uh, style where it's it's uh, a character who lives in a city that is run by an OS in an operating system. yeah, I thought that was so
0: cool conceptually
1: yeah yeah and and it's sort of like it, it literally starts with her on the bus and she sees two people uh, one sort of talking loudly and excitedly and then the the two people kind of just pop out of existence. And it's this idea of like everyone needs to conform and be running at highest capacity uh, or they uh, will be changed so that they do so. And if I've ever heard of anything that is more uh, more uh, representative of a capitalist society, it is yeah. this specifically, uh, which I, I love, I love, love, love. The, the use of the fire theme in this, uh, yeah. which is which is that the the city and everything is referred to as the the hearth, and uh, and the idea of throwing someone out of the fire if they are uh, if they're not efficient. But at one point uh, they say uh, we need to keep your efficiency at one hundred percent. Everyone is part of the eternal fire that is uh, PIOS, the operating system, and you're just a wet log. Uh, and, and your obsolete updating is almost complete. And it's sort of just this like super twilight zone like we, uh, we need to reset anyone who is, who is, uh, who is not efficient.
0: And, and I think a lot of this also, um, speaks to the way where, I mean, obviously we are all kind of affected and alienated by late capitalism mm-hmm. but i think it's also important to note that through intersectionality these forces weigh even harder on people of color mm-hmm. um functioning within this system and I, I don't think it's i don't think it's a coincidence that there's uh, and there's a couple other stories that uh within this that kind of weigh into that as well um but yeah i really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed that aspect of some of these stories, and and both of these, it's interesting because it's an anthology where there's a lot of really like lighthearted, happy stories, mm-hmm. but the ones that get into the like late capitalism stuff are pretty heavy and pretty dark. And I mean, like the the ending of the update one is just like oh that, yeah that's just it's, an oof moment. It's, it's That's just full, like whole
1: uh, like dark twilight zone shit and it's
0: it, it's it's the uh it's the uh what's the line like he loved big brother yeah right? yeah, like, yeah it's that
1: yeah yeah no it's 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 very effective and yeah it's i i really really enjoy this one i love i love steen's art style too uh i like the uh the use of color where she, she made the main character's is hair uh, red. And yeah. It's, it's just a, uh, it's more of a, what are those called? There's a the rhizograph is a, is a type of printer that uses just like two tones and, and it's very much in that style and super cool.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was super striking to me how they used the, uh, the red hair for the, the main and a couple other characters throughout. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool use of the, uh, use of the coloration
1: i agree uh, and then also when we get into like dream sequences it becomes uh like desaturated and there's yeah there's no red uh yeah no it's really cool steens steens is rad go follow steens go check out her, her comic strip yeah it's fantastic but yeah this one this one was was uh just just i, I really love the premise of it and also i feel like it's, it's one that tells just like like I feel like it's one of the ones where I almost, I don't want it to continue because it tells such a complete and effective story on its own.
0: I agree. I think that's, I think that's one where that's one where I would totally be interested in exploring that world more, Mm -hmm. but that story itself is, is a perfect complete story within this world. Like there's, I need to know nothing else about this character and, and her arc. It's, it's really incredible. Good stuff. the The story immediately following that one in the anthology has some of my favorite art. Yes, um, the story is "Breath Plucked from Heaven" by Shivana Sokdeo. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's it's just stunning. It's it's the the most kind of the the closest to photorealistic art in a lot of the in the anthology, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And just some really really beautiful landscapes. This uh kind of like rural uh almost like agrarian landscape with this giant old statue head Mm -hmm. that's kind of like wedged into a crater um really really fantastic art
1: it really reminds me of like those like first issue fiona staples uh art where yeah it's a bit scratchy but every line is so sort of intentional and the the figures it creates are somehow just like so anatomically spot on have you ever played uh Gris? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh the the watercolor. This reminded me of the the aesthetic the aesthetic of that. Um excuse me though. Uh it's it's the French gris. Please. No. Gris. gris. Uh, do you do you not understand the French language, Noah? Um
0: I I I I actually do. I'm Canadian.
1: Well, I thought you were American. I'm pretty sure it's canon that you're American. <laughs> <laughs> uh also uh, can i just point out with that art style i love at the 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 end of it uh one of the characters heads turns into like a flame and it becomes like very scratchy yes. and cartoony and yeah and that is such a cool juxtaposition of that like like very like if you look at the the uh the top panel on that last page it, it looks like it could be rotoscoped, like how how good those hands look and stuff. And so to have that with that, it's almost like a One Punch Man effect of like that super plain face and like the hyper yeah. detailed environment. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that.
0: For those of you who want to look, that's page two o three on yeah. the anthel, in the anthology. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's and and it's it's also also story wise, it's it's a really cool story. Um, just kind of about. Like endings and saying goodbye to a loved one, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that is very real and we all need to do all of the time, and it's a very, um, it's it's just a really intimate story, um, exploring that.
1: Yeah, which you know, what, uh, speaking of that sort of uh, that kind of more f- uh, fantasy mythological type feel, uh, one of my absolute favorites was Under the Flamboyant. By Tristan J. Oh, Tarwater, yeah,
0: which is also the next one in the. Uh, is it? That's next. actually the yeah. That's the next one in the anthology. <laughs> got after a good this. little.
1: We got a good little run. Uh, but yeah, it's Tristan uh, J. Tarwater as the writer and Michelle Nyan on as uh, artist, and uh, and it is so like. I mean, well, first off, the the art is like Pixar level. The
0: art is gorgeous. It, it is. It is so dynamic, and it's really cool. Um, it's very, it's it's. Sh- there's a ton of shading, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of really, really uh, great detail. So amazing job, Michelle Nguyen. Nguyen. I think. Yeah. You yeah. Generally I'm Nguyen. Nguyen.
1: Nguyen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with whatever, baby. Yeah.
0: I feel. I feel
1: really. I. I feel really <laughs> bad about that one. Uh. But you know. Yeah. It is. It's so cool because it's like it's a. It's a uh a very blatantly like cartoony style but with so much detail added to it yeah. and it is so immersive and expressive.
0: Pixar is very much a really good kind of analogy like mm-hmm. like the for for how it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, and and just like really cool. I love the creature
1: design yeah. of this little like four-eyed bat. You know what? How about how about we? I feel like this one is one we can we can sort of give a quick rundown of because I really love. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, a pretty yeah, simple story, yeah. but it's really cool. Uh, so it essentially starts with uh, an older sister, Tati, and uh, her her younger sister, uh, is how I'm reading this, and uh, and Tati's going uh, into this forest despite her younger sister's uh, pleads with her not to go. Uh, tati says that they're essentially trying to find uh i'm guessing a third sister who uh has disappeared and the uh the sages uh have not given her a satisfying answer as to where her sister is gone uh so she's going into the forest to uh to find a spirit and and apparently there is there is uh, knowledge to be had from from the spirits. She leaves her her sister behind and goes deeper into this forest. And finally, we see uh, the first bit of color here is the leaves of the the flamboyant, yeah. which is this gorgeous tree. It, it looks like a, it looks kind of like a werewood from Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, it, you know, as she gets there, the sages had collected, had had gathered under the tree and are leaving. Uh, and so she starts climbing the tree and, uh, you know, saying essentially she wants to track down a spirit and she starts to starts to drift off to sleep. And then <laughs> I love this. This beat suddenly, uh, as she's falling asleep, this uh, this creature sticks its long tongue like darts its long tongue into her ear. uh yeah. To wake her up. Uh, And and, uh, and it's, it's a super, I love the, I love anytime there's, there's, uh, like really defined action in one panel, like where you know exactly the motion of the action and the speed of the action just from one panel. Uh, but it's this, yeah, this, like you said, a bat like creature with, uh, with four eyes and this long tongue. Uh, and she grabs it and it it struggles and there's a whole like she's chasing it up the tree as it tries to fly away I love this panel with her ch- mm-hmm. chasing chasing it
0: up the tree because it's got her on kind of a higher branch mm-hmm. and this like trail of th- this trail of line that shows the pattern the bat took kind of like flying up and looping around yeah. it's a really it's a really cool like unique kind of clever way to show motion yeah
1: yeah uh and and she finally grabs the the bat creature and tells her you know i i want to know where where my tia is and uh she left on her fishing boat three days ago her boat washed up but she's missing and the spirit's like i'm not here to answer your questions and she's like i caught you uh, in the old stories, a spirit, when held in mortal hands, must answer the person who catches them. And the spirit says, you know, ask the sages where, where she is. She says, I don't know. Uh, and the spirit, with sort of a, a coy uh, uh, grin on, on their face, says, tell you what, I'll give you something better than an answer. I'll give you the ability to find her yourself. And she says, on one condition, if you can answer the question asked of the sages before they are initiated, I will answer your question she says i accept and uh the beast asks in a really really cool striking close-up uh panel of just the four eyes the the creature asks uh, why do the sages meet under the flamboyant of all trees which again flamboyant is also in red yeah great lettering l- like great lettering there uh and she explains the red of the flowers is for the fire of knowledge which burns the sages give up family and luxury the fire burns because of their sacrifice and then the the creature smiles and says that's right and then spits this sort of red whatever at her forehead uh which knocks her out of the tree and the spirit says knowledge requires sacrifice little one as it flies off and she wakes up and she has it looks like blood running down running down her forehead uh, and she opens her eyes and suddenly, uh, we could see sort of in like this really cool red sort of sketched yeah. out, like non inked in sketched out effect, uh, all these spirits everywhere. Uh, and then I
0: love the artwork of the spirits. I think it's, it's so s- cool. Such a good use of color, such a good use of penciling.
1: That's such a Miyazaki sort of, uh, thing yeah. to do just like a yeah. scratchy hollow spirit. Like that's, yeah, that's so smart uh and again very much dictated by the uh the lack of palette and everything and then w- we realize that uh this this red this blood or whatever it is dripping down her face uh all of the sages we've seen have this sort of marking on their head that that's like red a dripping red dot uh and one of the sages finds her and says oh girl what have you done but she says her eyes hurt and the, the, but the sage says the, the pain will fade in time. Uh, you'll have to acclimate to your new gift. And the, the sage kind of, uh, takes her to, uh, leads her to the, the other sages. And the girl says, uh, so much, but so beautiful. And then the, we see the creature kind of watching and smirking and flying off. And so now she has the, the, the gift of this vision and this knowledge of the other sages, uh, and it's just—it's so. Uh, this this kind of is just like a, a sort of greatest hits of all the all the stuff I love in this this book. Where it's just yeah. like, There's clearly a lot of cultural influence. There's uh, so much world building. Uh, amazing use of color. I love the world building in this one. Mm-hmm. I love
0: this kind of like this. It again, it's just. By giving you so little, they hint at this giant mythology. Mm -hmm. um, And it's such a... They tell such a good story to show you this mythology. Mm -hmm. And and the world... I think good world-building... is when the world and story play into and improve each other Mm -hmm. and i think that is a hundred percent what you have here
1: yeah especially i love that i love that it's like instead of just an exposition dump of saying something that everyone in the scene already knows like i I love that that's the requirement of of her gaining knowledge is they have to answer one question and using that as the way to, to drop the exposition I love. I, I'm a sucker for rules like that, which again,
0: very mm-hmm. Miyazaki, very kind of like like a lot of fairy stories where there's just kind of these these rules of magic that are just the rules, and that's
1: how they Hands work. Answer me these are riddles <laughs> yeah. three. And I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a very saga thing to do too, of like tell a secret yeah. to cast a spell. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, and I and I like that. It's it's sort of like uh you know it's not necessarily i think it's a really smart ending because you know how you understand that it's gonna play like you don't actually see her reuniting with her sister or anything you assume that it's you know this will lead to saving her sister at a at a you know due to her sacrifice but like it because of knowing how the sages work you know sort of her fate from this and there's sort of that that uh whole knowledge comes with a cost kind of moral to it it's just got a bit of everything I really really enjoy it yeah yeah i I think it's
0: fantastic um do we wanna do we wanna i think we've looked at a bit of them do we want to go to our favorites now and and start to start to look at those or do we want to flip through a couple up more
1: uh here oh so i'm gonna i'm gonna I think we we covered a lot of the sort of oh
0: another one I want to quickly shout out shout out mm-hmm. uh, because I thought it was just like really beautiful and cute is Meta Helmet, um, Meta Helmet uh, is on uh, entirely kind of silent. There's no dialogue, oh, yeah, and it's just this really like another one with just a beautiful world and th- this really fun kind of walk through this
1: sci-fi fantasy landscape thing, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah. yeah no that one's that one's super good i like i the, there's it's it's almost entirely visual so I'm, I'm definitely gonna say go just like go read yeah that one. yeah
0: a hundred percent
1: that's one that you gotta you gotta you gotta see to experience mm-hmm. oh and also just one more thing about the the uh under the flamboyant i just i just wanted to say that i appreciate that like it almost it has that quality it like the tone of it because it has a sort of downer ending but i love how sort of uh like folklore that is where it's just like here's here's the like it's a it's it seems like uh one of those like sort of depressing stories you tell children to to yeah like a uh, like a fairy tale yeah and and also it's very like sort of uh plato's like allegory of the cave type of entering you like the sacrifice to enter a new realm of knowledge and comprehension and stuff it's very cool. Okay. Uh but here, how about you because i c I'm kind of torn between two favorites here, but we might have some okay. overlap. So so what I'm, are you I'm, going with? I'm
0: certain we have overlap. My number one favorite is a burner of sins.
1: Okay. Well, I think we were down to pretty much the two. Because mine is yeah. mine is a burner of sins and breathe are my my Yeah,
0: yeah. Those are my favorites yeah. too. And and those are the last two of the anthology, and mm. I think that they are uh it is Good, very good placement, putting them there. Yeah. Um, because I think both of these are stories that just, like, like you gotta take a minute after reading. Like, they both really leave you with with an oomph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll 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 do a Burner of Sins, and then you can do Breathe. Absolutely. Oh, I,
1: God! Yeah. Burner of Sins is so good. It's so yeah, good. yeah. Uh,
0: so who's who did so, this?
1: Who 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 made this?
0: Uh, So it's written by Jai Yang, Um, it's penciled by Yasmin Liang, it's inked by uh, Chan Chao, and it's lettered by Melanie Ujimori.
1: Who also did the lettering on uh, the update. And I think it might be for for people who might want to look up, because I literally went out and looked up this writer's other stuff after, who's apparently written some books that I definitely want to pick up. But I think it might be J.Y. Yang. Uh, because I think it both J. Yang? were... Yang? I think okay. both were... Okay. It was capitalized uh, when I saw it, so... Um, yeah, so J.Y. Yang, um, or Yang. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it is... So, A Burner of Sins uh, tells the story of a main character, Nadia, who... Uh, she is a burner of sins. So, people come to her um, with guilt around their soul, and again... This is one where it's explaining everything. This is a perfect use of comics because explaining everything is so much like less efficient than just seeing mm-hmm. the images. But the guilt is shown as kind of these like squiggly lines wrapping around the people, um, and and it's really interesting the way this kind of like and the lines are red again mm-hmm. great use of the red um just kind of like binding and surrounding these people and it's such a good visual representation of guilt and what happens is these people come in um with these this guilt and they give Nadia um something that is important to them something a meaningful object and she takes it and then burns their guilt away and presumably they leave guilt-free and happy and then uh, she'll go kind of, like, sell these items to this uh, guy that collects um, things that are... treasures that are valuable to them. Uh, Like, for example, the one that they use in the story, the first one you see is a receipt from a first date, which... again this feels very saga to me with like how that kind of magic works of like you need to give up things that are valuable to yourself Mm -hmm. as
1: a price for magic but it's like also connected to that person too
0: yes yeah yeah um yeah 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 sorry yeah that's that's important to mention yeah. yeah
1: like so it was like she let him uh pay for the date even though she knew it would only uh it was just like a, a one night stand sort of thing and that she met someone and she didn't want to feel guilty about it. So she gave the, the receipt for the, the date up to sort of clear her conscience.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you're giving up these, these uh, items of importance and then you get your guilt cleansed. And uh, so we, we kind of introduced Nadia and then um our, our our story proper kind of comes in when this woman who is just like completely wrapped head to toe in guilt in more than anyone else we've seen. Um, and uh, she basically says she wants to stop feeling guilty. Um, her grandmother passed away. She didn't attend the funeral. She hasn't spoken to that part of her family for years, but she still feels guilty. And we actually even get an incredible panel of of a heart with the oh, guilt yeah. wrapped around it. Um, but this woman says, "My grandmother raised me when I was little, but she didn't approve of who I grew up to be. I just want to stop that bad feeling. That uh, I just want to stop feeling bad that we never talked again." And uh, we we know we learn. Uh, I guess before she comes in, I'm, I'm botching the narrative of this, but. <laughs> Uh, we see that it is someone uh, who went to primary school with Nadia. Mm -hmm. But we learn uh, through a flashback and through the primary school picture um, that this woman, Alina, was designated male at birth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, her guilt around her grandmother is that her grandmother would never acknowledge her uh, gender identity But Alina says that staying home would have killed me. Uh, I'm glad that I left. I, and and Nadia says, well, I can't burn your guilt if you don't regret it. Um, it's still tied to you. You didn't do anything wrong, so you can't let go of it. And, uh, God, th- this story is... Uh, I, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice in this summary because it's just so beautifully told. I
1: mean, it doesn't matter how much how much we describe this. By the way, go read it anyway. It is like yeah. every inch of this thing is is fantastic.
0: It, it, yeah, this one just it 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 really it really hits me. Um, but basically, um, uh, our protagonist not, protagonist Nadia says, "Well, if I burned the guilt, you'd lose all of your memories." of um, your grandmother and she's not willing to do that. And so uh, Alina storms away, but then Nadia kind of like uh, goes home and thinks about it and realizes um, that she needs to go help her friend. Mm -hmm. So she goes over um, and sees that Alina is sitting, is in her apartment with this just like, horrifying demon creature around her Oh, junji ito ass monster yeah yeah it's this it, it looks like it's this creepy thing with mouths
1: everywhere oh, like and mouths for eyes with and there's like gross tongues sticking out of all the mouths yeah this long like broken looking neck uh
0: yeah and uh and 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 just as um Uh, just as Alina's about to give herself to this demon, Nadia runs in and says, don't, that's a sin eater, it'll kill you. And kind of, again, great use of the color shoots, projects this kind of like energy of flame um, from her hand and wipes away the demon and wipes away the guilt. But as the guilt is... Wiping away, we also see the grandmother's fl- face wiping away with it, mm-hmm. um, and then we end on a scene of uh, them uh, just talking. And uh, Nadia gives the the objects that uh, Alina had offered up as payment back, and uh, Alina says, "I have to pay you back some way. Hey, maybe come to dinner, then you can meet my real family—the one I chose." and uh yeah and we end on on Nadia saying I'd like that it is it's a really
1: powerful story it's so so good which by the way like this is I've I had to have mentioned it before on here just because uh just because it's it's something I'm I'm obsessed with which is not starting out with like an exposition dump but putting us like in the middle of a good scene which actually this is this is such a smart way to get around it because it's it it essentially starts with a montage which is usually the thing that like i cannot get behind like like i i need to i mean for example i watched casino recently scorsese's casino and that movie starts with like literally like a 40 minute montage like that whole movie is essentially a montage but it was just like i noticed like 40 minutes into it i'm like I this this has been moving so quickly and I have not had one chance to actually become sort of immersed in this. Uh and this does a montage that is all like first person, it's you're seeing each of these people yeah. give up an item and it's it's forcing you to engage with it because you're trying to figure out what is going on. Uh so it's almost the opposite. And even though uh we are getting expo- like expository uh voiceover here is all very sort of cryptic and so it it forces you to engage immediately with uh with the information it's giving you and trying to figure out how it actually works and so by one page into it you know exactly like how this whole thing goes down it's such an efficient exposition dump mm-hmm, and yeah.
0: such an and, and an exposition dump that you really don't mind the exposition at all like it really immerses you yeah um and and i think it is this is something that is wor- worth noting um uh that the author is non-binary mm-hmm. so clearly there's uh some clearly this is a personal story for them mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah it's I don't know. I think I think this is I'm I I I feel lucky that this story um like I don't have those kinds of experiences with family, mm-hmm. but I know lots of people that do. Yeah. And I know that uh family is such a complicated baggage as is mm-hmm. and often when you're queer um because we live in a fucked up society, yeah. that creates a whole new level of uh family baggage and um it, it's a really cool explanation of i don't know how do you how do you purge guilt for things that you shouldn't feel guilty about right but that are weighing on you yeah
1: yeah it's 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 so and I, yeah i really love that like i'm a, i'm a big believer in like Family doesn't come before being a a decent human being. And I've known plenty of family members and stuff and other people's family members and everything uh, where it's just like uh, people are exploited because of their family or people are not respected or think they deserve respect just because they are an elder in the family when, you know, they aren't actually doing anything to earn that respect and all this stuff. Like this is such a this is such a, a message that so many people need to hear yeah and it's is such a useful uh message uh and yeah and the fact that it's it's sort of like even like how efficient is the storytelling that literally what is it five pages in where alina comes in where it's just like we know the gravity of like how entangled she is in in this this guilt the how much red there is I think that isn't that is incredible when you see her walk in with the the
0: red around her. It's a very striking image that has set up everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. this. I know I said this already, but really, really, if if you're gonna read one, please read this because mm-hmm. my summary did not and cannot do this justice. This is an incredible piece of art. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's
0: it's so so good. Uh yeah. Also the the demon eater uh, or the the sin eater yeah. is just like and and I love it where it it exists for like three panels yeah and you just have such a good sense of what it is and the darkness in this world and how horrible and awful it is mm-hmm. like this sin eater thing but also how desperate the character. is is to turn to it there's just so much world building in
1: in such small scenes and can i point out that like i thought i hated it when its eyes were like open and had the tongue sticking out but then in a later panel there's one where it's the mouths are closed and it's just like the teeth the mouths the, yeah ugh, hate it oh so good yep uh yeah go check that one out it's fantastic uh, and then let's, let's, uh, let's talk about breathe really quick. Cause this one is, is phenomenal. Um, I also, I also just want to say, uh, I j- just
0: did a bit of, um, a bit of research here. Uh, another thing, if you want to check out more, uh, J.Y. Young after that, um, mm-hmm. they have a novella, the plat, the black tides of heaven, uh, which was nominated for a nebula, uh, and a Hugo Great so, streaming service. Um, <laughs> different thing oh, different okay, thing okay. um uh yeah so i think that that's something that's something that i 100% will be uh finding and and seeking out and yeah um just shout out to that check it out if you like if you liked this story
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah no i'm there I just, I literally just have a. That's essentially my notes for this. is just a list of artists that I'm, I'm so jazzed to go check out all their other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so with with Breathe, which is the the final, rightfully the final, uh, short, by Kiku Hughes, and it is, uh, it starts with a, a girl who we see her face is sort of scarred, uh, looks like burn scars and it says now breathe. Uh, and the scars are red, which
0: I yeah, think again, yeah, great yeah. Use of the oh, color.
1: Really, really good. Uh, good use of the like extremely good use of the color in this one. So we get, we get, uh, we get a, a panel showing again, just a bit of red here. Uh, we see an O2 meter, an oxygen meter. And, uh, and it says again breathe and the meter looks very low and we see uh, sort of like a a forest in a mechanical room uh and uh, that little bit of red for the fire axe is is awesome but uh we see we get the the voiceover we have the forest and the algae blooms to fill this ship with oxygen so almost immediately we know everything without being explicitly shown like a ship or anything we already have such a uh, an interesting understanding of this situation. We have our family friends neighbors uh, and they're gathered around by other people with uh, with those red burn scars on their face and we have the fire uh, that powers the ship keeps us alive and so we we know everything we need to know about this already it's it's fantastic. And we find out that on their 14th birthday, uh, they wear a white cloak and are given sort of this, uh, this broom and dustpan and are sent, to, uh, sent into the fire to clean up as much of the, the soot uh, and the, the ash as possible. And that's where they, they get their burns. Uh, and then when they, when they exit uh the the fire the the elders sort of uh determine the the future of the person based on the the shape of the the soot on the on the white cloak
0: yeah very much like reading tea leaves or something yeah yeah,
1: yeah uh And so it was like my sister wore a tree. She would live long and cherish her family. My mother had a belt of asteroids. She would face many hardships, but they could never tell my future. And we get the the page turn. Uh, The soot covered every inch of me. We see a big splash page of her emerging from the fire. Just her cloak is covered in black. And uh, my future uncertain. I found work uh, in the sick ward. Uh, and we find out that oxygen is is hard to come by these days because the fire eats so much of the the oxygen. So you know they're lightheaded, they go numb, they have hallucinations, but the fire stays strong. Uh, and now when she's walking, all she sees are like is fire, and she, we get this really cool shot of, of people with their heads like in like just covered in flames, uh, and. Uh, It is not beautiful. It keeps me up at night when all I need is sleep. It burns us all up. Uh, And, uh, you know, they establish that when people die, their bodies are are put into the fire to feed it, and then their ashes are brushed across a a cloak. Uh, And then we find out that her sister, who uh, was supposed to live a long life based off of the cloak, uh is is dying and uh it's the uh you know lack of oxygen and she says we have all learned to hold our breath uh we have soothed soothed their burns with aloe and found beauty in the scars we have lived but in a haze and then she's facing down a, a group of people. She picks up that red fire axe that we saw earlier. She's facing down this group of people with their heads in flames. And they're all saying the fire is all that keeps us alive. And she says, it's killing us. And then she goes into the, the fire room and she breaks uh, a water pipe. Uh, and it puts out the fire. Yeah. And from sort of the steam, uh, we get that uh opening page a new version of that opening page again and says now breathe and holy shit it's so good it's so good what a story which you know and i i think we've been we've been very sort of capitalism focused but i think any sort of uh systemic harm like a lot of this applies to uh any sort of system that we are built that we are told to endure because we need it we do not actually need it, or it might not be <laughs> worth having, even if we do need it. Uh, but just the amount of the amount of setup, I I didn't notice until this read through the the setup for the fire axe as a little bit of red on that, yeah. that page, and we get the setup for the water with the uh like in like right next to that in the where we see the yeah that's like, so true it, yeah there's so much it is so sort of iconic and and like the the imagery is amazing uh like her her being covered in 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 soot yeah the
0: panel of her covered in soot like like standing in front of the flames like this this is one that like it's it's everything about this is so Mm -hmm. cinematic like I could see this I could see this as a short film and and I would watch the shit out of that short film
1: and yeah and just her her with a fire axe facing down the people with their heads on fire, saying the fire keeps us alive is so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's super cool too. I love stuff like this that kind of like it it mixes sci-fi and fantasy um in a very mm-hmm. cool way. Hey, who would have known that I like stuff that huh, mixes weird. sci-fi and fantasy? <laughs> Um, but but with this kind of like generation ship concept, but then within it, this kind of like uh, traditional spiritual cultural practices. I I think that that's I think that's something that's that's really cool. And it works so well to give a unique sense of of this world um, in in just a handful of pages.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is fantastic. I want we gotta we gotta figure out what else. Uh, was it Kiku Hughes is doing? It's so yeah. good. Yeah. No. Honestly, and that's like I I feel like because we really like did a lot of research because I like I said I really wanted to find contemporary artists. I wanted it to to you know be something that our audience would be interested in. So honestly, if you like saga like you are going to in the sort of sci-fi fantasy aspects of it and everything and the social commentary of it and the characters it, and all of that, and the efficient storytelling pick up this book. It is so, so good. And there's so many good stories in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one is, is like, I, I, I feel like the, the gravity of this one didn't hit me until like the second or third <laughs> read right through, like just how, just because it, yeah. it comes off as so sort of simple. Like in its, in its, uh, it's like visually and in it's telling and how, how minimalist it is. And yet it accomplishes so, so much. It's just insanely efficient. And
0: I would also say that this kind of, again, speaks to some of the themes we were talking about with the ones that, that criticize kind of late capitalism. And, um, I mean, I, I, I see a clear environmentalist message baked into this and, one too. And
1: defunding the police.
0: yes absolutely um yeah yeah just a really of of all of the stories um this one was the one that felt most pertinent to the moment we're in right now in my mind like it really felt like it's just like we have all of these systems in place um that exist and we have all of these this culture around Oh well, they must exist for a reason. They need to exist, even though they are tearing our society apart at mm-hmm. the seams. Yeah, no,
1: it is. Yeah, uh, such a good, such a good challenging of that. Like, and that's I feel like that's one of the, the one of the hardest things to communicate. And that's the beauty of of sci-fi and fantasy. And uh, you know, I think sci-fi is most well known for this is that uh, portraying contemporary issues. Uh, through this lens where you can kind of look at it more objectively uh, in and sort of uh exaggerate it to the like an extreme to where it registers so much more because you know if this was like uh the cops on a ship <laughs> are, are racist and and very abusive towards their communities and stuff like uh no no one would like this would not hit nearly as hard in terms of sort of universal uh uh like relating to it i think that is that is what's so you know effective about it like i honestly like buy this book and uh buy this book and send it to like someone someone that you know might not understand a lot of the you know positions you might have about the current situations just have them read this short because I feel like that's that's such a good way to communicate just the entire concept of needing to yeah get rid of systemic uh, corrupt things yeah I think I think
0: that's a that's a a, a, a good a place to any to bring us towards the uh the endings and questions of the week and are we gonna do songs of the week I didn't even think oh, of that
1: shit <laughs> uh 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 i'm gonna say what's the you what's a what's a good song
0: we didn't start the fire (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh i actually the whole the whole thing a lot of this stuff actually made me think of uh blood of the past by the comet is coming featuring kate tempest um the comet is coming do a lot of kind of like Uh, cosmic cool jazz stuff and the blood of the past talks a lot about um especially a lot of the kind of like uh capitalist criticisms in this i really related to that song
1: totally uh yeah no i'm gonna oof there's a i feel like there's too many with this if anything I could say? fire Jimi hendrix yeah there we go
0: yeah <laughs> um and i think i think another thing uh worth noting is uh as as you probably assumed um this is only the first in a series elements earth is also out um, oh is it out so uh it looks like it yeah looks like you can buy a uh digital pdf of it
1: nice i didn't even know that
0: yeah i was just looking into this now
1: shout out to uh, how devastating is this noah this is actually right before the the pandemic but uh uh star clipper the my local comic shop that i've i've uh, sung the praises of many times uh closed their location that i would go to constantly devastating that was before the pandemic and so now i have to go to illinois oh god no but, uh, but they, they shout out to them. Cause they were really like, they were, uh, hyping this book up a lot. And that's what had me, you know, that's why I looked into it in the first place. Uh, so, but on it, just to remind everyone, we also, we covered maybe a, a third of these, if that, like, yeah. there's just so much good stuff in this. And I am absolutely, you know what, we'll probably cover, I mean it'll be a while. We we got to get back to Saga for the love of god. I promise. Yeah. I promise yeah. next well, week we're doing Saga again or two weeks from now. Yeah,
0: please please let us know if you enjoyed this though cuz yeah. I would love to do more stuff like
1: this. Um and, and maybe even try to try to get one of the creators on to talk about yeah. I would I'd love to get Steens on. Uh I, I loved 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 her short in this. And but yeah, I didn't even know like we we got to do Earth. We got to do Earth. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Another one,
0: too, that I really want to shout out, and I would love to um, get to, too, is an anthology that I've read recently, which, um, contrary to popular belief, I am not actually American. Um, I'm Canadian. uh, But there's an incredible anthology called... Uh, this place, 150 years re- uh, retold, and it's an anthology um, created by Indigenous creators telling key moments. It's a comics anthology telling key moments in Indigenous history in Canada, and then also um, some uh, like fantasy and sci-fi stories with an Indigenous tilt too. So, um, That's awesome! Absolutely, another another one that you really really should should check out.
1: Nice, yeah uh yeah uh, yeah so if you if you aren't sold on this book already go go check it out and if you can like if any of the stories stuck out to you or anything go support the creators and other stuff they do too i'm i'm so pumped about that
0: absolutely yeah
1: shout out to every one of these creators yeah yes uh question question of the week here we go
0: Uh, uh. I I I want I have a question of the mm-hmm. week. Um, I want to know who are some of your guys' favorite creators of color. Who are some? It can it can be in comics. Um, I but but also just who are some independent creators of color like smaller creators of color who need some shout outs that uh
1: contemporary make sure it's someone who's who's who we can actually support yeah so you know like if you you know if you shout out Jimi hendrix or something like some kind of idiot (laughs) that's that's worthless uh yeah but yeah but but yeah i I like that
0: i think that's really worth yeah yeah because i would love this is another thing too is just um like just more diversity in ideas, more diversity in storytelling. People of color have different life experiences, and that makes for different stories. And, and as we saw, dude, there's some really fucking great stories, even like the, the like, blatant
1: cultural sort of influence that you never see in, it like that's in, yeah, a lot of these, especially like I said, like uh, under the flamboyant, I think was like so, so yeah, it just yeah, it leads to so many cool, interesting new things. It's 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 the best, yeah oh <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that that question of the week. That can be our our solo question of the week. Yeah. Uh and yeah. we'll give uh, a bunch of shout-outs for the next uh between the arcs when we when we read those answers. Remember, you can leave those comments on uh the the pinned comment on the YouTube version of this episode and uh the pinned tweet on our on our Twitter account. And also, uh heads up for the for the time being uh, we are switching to uh, an episode every two weeks instead of one week because, uh, oddly yeah, enough, because it's exhausting being in the world. Yeah, yeah. oddly wise. enough, it is. <laughs> an, there, I just saw an Onion article the other day that was like, uh, "Man, man expected like the most stressful point in his life to be his most productive or something." <laughs> it is like the most accurate shit. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh we're we're just trying to juggle a lot of stuff and and we this this podcast is you know is fun for us and we 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 have to have it for so long so uh, we're trying to keep it sustainable and not a chore yeah uh which I'm glad like this one was was you know we obviously read a lot more than we usually do because this is a 270 or whatever page book but this was such a blast to do this one
0: yeah and and please let us know if you if you like us doing this kind of thing because i would there's so many other comics i mean obviously we're gonna keep doing saga but um eventually we're gonna catch up and this kind of stuff, I would
1: love to do this kind of stuff more. Yeah. Um I think it's really I think it's really fun. And we'll 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 get into, you know, other Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Uh hopefully we can get it. Oh, how fun would it be to get into a uh, Fiona Staples did a did some uh Archie comics with Mark Wade. Oh my god, uh, when really? They did, like the reboot. It is so good. It is some of my favorite comics ever, is is her and Mark Wade's yeah. Archie. So we'll like we'll get into that stuff. We'll we've we have plenty of ideas, but yeah, I, I really like being able to do one off. And I like I said, I want to bring in like actual creators and stuff to talk about this. So that'll be fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for letting letting us indulge
1: this. And um thanks for being awesome. Yeah, and as always, thanks for Tanika Stots for editing the book and putting it together. Thank you to be on press. Uh and and no thank you to Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples for what? You're worthless talking <laughs> yeah, Fuck to us you, now. BKV. <laughs> <laughs> oh and as always our classic our classic outro that we always say whenever we do uh one-off anthologies is of course noah breathe
0: <laughs> bye you know like the comic like I you don't know like the thing we just read like you know the, you know how it ended on breathe maybe i should have said now breathe nope It was perfect. Nope. It was perfect. Okay, good. Goodbye.
1: Hey, everyone we just had to come back because i just realized the most uh, amazing part in the relevant shit about that last uh breathe issue is that we're dealing with it with a pandemic that we're told to just accept and live our lives with when it literally stops you from breathing it makes it hard to breathe and it's the most relevant shit and it's amazing
0: also also like we're dealing with a bunch of <laughs> protests um spurned by someone being choked out by the police and yeah. saying i can't breathe
1: i literally we i i could not i could not fucking let i could not let us we are not analysts of comics in any capacity if we did not point this out the most obvious shit it is one of the most relevant things i have ever read and it was yeah. like 2 years ago yeah. uh but yeah it's fantastic okay thanks bye bye